0: Negs and valuers, how much commission are you leaving on the table? Today I'm joined by Charlotte Jeffrey Campbell, who is star trainer for estate and letting agents. Uh, Charlotte, what are negs and valuers leaving on the table, commission wise?
1: Tons. So, either it's because they're new, So if you're new to the industry and you don't understand what questions you're supposed to be asking.
0: Well, let's be honest, for the last few years, we've just been, you know, just been order takers. Well,
1: we've been order takers. And I think moving forward into this market, you've got to be creative. You've got to spot opportunities and build your own opportunities. So I think if I look at it from my own perspective recently, so I wanted to buy a property. I rang up to make an offer, uh, to make a a viewing. Um, I got an email back saying, oh, by the way, do you have a property to sell? There was no conversation about it. It came by email, even though I rang up to arrange the viewing. At that time, I had a house to sell. I'm also a landlord. I own properties. They've all been remortgaged, and I have changed agent since then. I also have since bought a property, and my partner, who I then married and got um, had a house to sell, he sold a house. I reckon by not having a good conversation with me at that outside, that client missed I don't know 15 grand worth of income over a few years. So I think. We always feel like we are just responding to the customers' needs, but we should be questioning and and understanding our customers' needs to be able to offer advice. Nobody wants to be a salesperson. Nobody feel nobody wants to be sold to, but they genuinely do want advice. I have I I ended up finding my mortgage by Google. Now that's ridiculous. Bearing in mind who I am and what I do, I ended up being like everybody else. I went I searched for Google for a mortgage advisor. And in terms of my conveyancing, I went for the person who was recommended to me because it was easy.
0: So is that a lack of training or? Tr- or?
1: I think it's process and training. I think it's a combination of the two because I think computer systems are brilliant. And I worked for what was before Vibra in, in the late 90s. And my job was to persuade people to sign it's been up. been as a child. I was a child. I was a child. Child negotiator. But we tried to persuade people to go from pen and paper and hot boxes to the CRM system. And at the time it was brilliant because it saved me writing our envelopes. It saved me sticking mini prints on. It saved me spending hours organising my information. But we've gone way, way too far. And all the skills of proper estate agency have been lost. And often the quality of the information put into the computer system is poor. So what we end up doing, and every trainer will say this because I'm not unusual, we end up interrogating our customer. We blast them a load of information, even if we do that. When i mystery shop nowadays, we don't even do that very well because we're so overwhelmed with the number of buyers. We don't need to, but we forget that there's so much business out there that we should be getting. So we've got to go back to, and I know it's an awful phrase and I hate it, the basics, but they are really important. And every time I speak to an estate agent who's over 40, they go, ah, yes, the old days, the good old days.
0: (laughs) Well, you actually had a conversation with people instead of saying, do you have a mortgage?
1: Yeah, do you need a mortgage? Well, they're not even Have you got asking properties to sell. They're not even asking. No, they're that. not. They're not. They're missing that. They are. And you know, and I'm not critical. I, I hate to be one of these trainers who's dismissive of the skill set in the industry because that's not true. And um, there's an awful lot of really, really good agents out there. But I think we're so busy, we almost get into, into bad habits much quicker nowadays. But so for me. The basics, you know, are we asking open questions? And I do this in training courses all the time. And I run little sessions with people because obviously agents online, but I also do training. And in these groups, and I say to somebody, right, Chris, give me an open question. Do you know what? Out of a group of 10, four or five will still come back with closed questions. It is so deeply embedded in us to be asking closed questions. It's really hard to move away from it.
0: Okay, so give me some examples of the difference between an open and I'm assuming a closed question.
1: Yeah. So closed question, have you, do you, are you, can you, will you? Which so would engender have, a yes have, or no
0: question. and yes or no so that's
1: answer. That's a closed question, exactly. What yes or no answer or one-word answer? You know, we need information. So have you got a property to sell is an obvious one. That's a closed question. But if you change that to something like how far have you got with getting your house on the market? That's a much more open question. And you might get all sorts of information from that. So open questions are who, what, when, where, why, how. They're, they're great mm. open questions. You know, when do you need to move by? What will you do if you don't okay. move by then? That's your time scale.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of the TEDs, which are a bit softer. I love a
1: TED, yeah. Totally. Um,
0: which is tell me, explain yeah. to me yeah. or describe to me. Yeah. Because again, the problems with the Ws is, is that it feels like you're being questioned. Yes, what, TED.
1: Tell me a bit about why you're moving. Brilliant. Because that feeling of I want you to sit back, Mr. Client, and I want to hear your story, because it goes back to what we were talking about in a previous video. Wasn't it about stories? Stories are so important. Tell me a bit about why you're moving. Tell me what you've done so far in planning this move. You know, those nice open questions. Um, Tell me a bit about your, your objectives. Tell me a bit about your dream home. Um explain and describe as a as an education provider we we write qualifications, so all our qualifications are explain and describe because they are meant to be the best way of gathering information from somebody.
0: Opt it for the state agency is all about building relationships, which yeah. which requires what am I trying to think empathy yeah. to ultimately build trust, yeah because that's what relationships are about.
1: Yeah, I don't think if you're just um selling to somebody. That you build a relationship and that's why we're charging low fees now if that person comes into your office and they need advice and guidance they've you know they've got a deceased estate or or they're struggling so my in-laws at the moment you know they've got a bungalow that they have wanted a, a flat they've wanted to sell they've got a house to sell they needed some you know if they can't sell both they might need some mortgage now really it shouldn't be me giving them that advice as their daughter-in-law it should be they ought to be able to go to their local estate agent and say look I've got this problem. That's where I want to live. This this is the help I need. And that agent should be able to go out and say to them, right, Okay, John and Barbara, this is what you need to do. These are the steps you should take. Like I did that. Now, I'm not sure that that's out there enough that people get the advice and they feel like they're being given advice. Now, we are and should be professionals. We hear about Ropa, which does my head in. We don't know about Ropa yet. It may or may not come in. But Roper won't solve our problems unless we, as an industry, feel like we are professional and we are advice givers, and that's the most important element. So empathy is knowing that these this couple need help and guidance, and offering the best solution for them. And the best estate agents might not try and get that property on the market now; they might wait until it's right for them. And that's empathy. That's in, that's key, and then that builds trust
0: which is ultimately people only do business with people they trust.
1: Well, uh, and trust, I mean, and people say about liked, don't they? You know, people only do business with people they like. I think that's nonsense. I don't care if I like you or not, Chris. But at the end of the day, you. I'm trusting that you're you a good interviewer l- and you can do this professionally. You, you don't have yeah. to
0: like your lawyer No. to, to trust them no. that they'll get you. I you didn't know.
1: like a divorce lawyer. No, he was useless. But then again, same thing. When I got divorced years ago... I'm not an expert in divorce law. No. Ooh. And I sat in those meetings and I came out as an intelligent woman going, What the hell happened there? No idea. I think our customers sometimes feel like that about us that we are jargon and gobbledygook and we talk all these phrases and we, and we all sound a little bit the same. Yeah. And that. we don't trust. And then when we find an agent we do trust, we're, we're with them for life.
0: If you think about it, only one in eight people go back to the agent they bought their house off. And yeah. since lockdown, Half of the houses that have sold, they've only been in the house six years, four months. Yeah,
1: Can you believe I know. It's, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But it's understandable, isn't it? Because we're much more transient as a society. We mm-hmm. want to move. But I think the opportunity for agents to be that agent of choice and that that ambassador for, for, for advice and service is really key.
0: Any final thoughts about leaving commission on the table?
1: So I think ultimately you've got to know how to sell your services to the person you're talking to or get
0: them to buy off you because I'm a huge believer in buying versus selling but go on sorry yes, I jumped in yeah, no
1: you're right so you've you've got to build that relationship that they, they it's no there's no sell or buy involved it's just you've worked together to come to a decision that is the right plan for that customer that's ultimately what our goal is but if you don't understand what makes your business different and you don't understand your pro- your properties and how they stand out and how you appeal to your customer, then how can you sell effectively? And and yes, I do want people to buy from us, but ultimately we are in a business of being salespeople. We are rewarded for you selling. You have something to sell. We have something to sell.
0: Don't necessarily have to sell it, no, get we them don't to have buy to be it off. Sales
1: people. We have to be expert advisors. And I think benefits is really sitting down with your team and understanding what the difference is. And, you know, sitting down with your team and saying, what fees should we be charging? You know, if your team don't believe in the fact that they are different, something as simple as property management. You know, I know some agents will do routine inspections six monthly, some three monthly, some annually. You know, do you know what your competitors do differently from you? Do you know if there's just an answer phone message for the out of hours care? Well, that agent with an phone message might be 7%. You might be 10%, 12%, but you've got somebody on hand or on call and you've got good relationships with contractors. If you cannot explain and articulate that clearly that difference, then how on earth are you going to get your fees up? So for me, the, the, the understanding the benefits of what makes you different is really, really important. Um, and it being tripping off the term and that passion in your team that absolutely sings about why you're different. And that's demonstrated from first contact.
0: Thank you very much, Charlotte. Welcome.